Welcome to another episode of Mahogany Mammology, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. This is Mel. And this is Tosh. And I think... uh, I think we're doing a new topic. Like yes, a little we different, are. Right? Yes, we are. Today's topic, we are talking about reestablishing parental relationships. Quite the broad topic, I would say, but it is encompassing strained relationships between Black mothers and daughters, as well as suggestions in moving forward in developing positive relationships with our own children and positively mending our parental relationships. Yeah. Before we get into the heavy stuff, though, yes, I need to recognize um, an organization. So while everyone's getting their tissues together, um, I want to recognize Cinemoms. They're based out of Los Angeles as our marvelous momologist this week. Um, it was sent in by Miss Tonse on Twitter. That's her Twitter handle. I don't really know her real name. Um, and this organization, Cinemoms, and that's C-I-N-N-A-M-O-M-S, the organization provides a safe space and breaks down the barriers that black women um, that black women can breastfeed. So. Awesome. Nice. Congratulations, marvelous mammologist of this week. Ooh, ooh. That's right. All right. So let's get let's hit hard to our topic, okay? okay? Get ready. I'm stretching. No, don't even don't even. Um, as I was saying, it it is pretty broad and what sparked this topic really was the article that was floating around. I'm not sure if you saw it on Facebook, um, where they talked about the strained relationships, <clears throat> excuse me, between Black mothers and their daughters from um, Madame Noir. Um, if it was a great read, if you did not have a chance to read it, I would suggest you do. Um, I found it very informative. Um, not so much as self-reflect. It did. It did allow me to start to self-reflect my relationship with my mother. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't have a strained relationship or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like okay as a, as an adult myself how does my relationship or how is my relationship with my mother different than when I was a teenager or a young child interesting so i'm looking at it more like how our relationship is, has become fluid in sort of sort of speak so um mm. yeah mm. so before we even start with that so go ahead mel tell me how was your relationship with your mother what were y'all dynamics about um i guess i you know must have been under like a rock or something um i read the article and for those of you who need it it will be in our show notes um so you can click there but my mother and i um didn't have a strained relationship my mother has since passed for uh probably been about 15 years now um and in fact she instilled in me to get my education career before focusing on quote-unquote boys so with that I she always like referenced her own life so I think in either this article there's another article where it talks about um showing your emotions as black moms like they don't show emotion my mom did um, in a way that she would talk or reference her own life and how she didn't have an associate's degree and how um, it was a subject where I feel like it's now called the quote-unquote economic or financial abuse. Like, that's what she suffered from my dad. So she would constantly talk about, like, get your job, get your education, don't be like me, or I have to rely on your dad financially and economically. So it wasn't that she held or shielded certain things. Like, I knew that she had a miscarriage between 
um, ha- after after she had my sister, there was supposed to be a child between my sister and I. So I, either there's been one miscarriage or two miscarriages. I know she's talked about it. Um, and, and I will even say, like, she did everything she possibly could to provide for me. They're slipping me money when my dad didn't notice and my dad's passed away too. So I can say this with confidence. Um, <laughs> so like she would slip me money, like either um, in my jewelry, in my jewelry box, like she would hide money in there um, to asking like my sister to pay for things. Um, and then she would slip my sister money. Um, I never feel like I couldn't never talk to her. Like, I feel like she's like always been my number one supporter so I felt that article kind of interesting because at first I was like, this doesn't apply to me. Like, I, why am I reading this? <laughs> but <laughs> I had to then realize um, my mom was basically trying not to repeat the same mistakes my grandmother was doing. So I feel like my grandmother and my mom had the strained relationship. Um, my grandmother, um, as I have witnessed, um, was like verbally abusive um, she did some unkind things. Um, you know, she didn't like my mom because my mom's skin color was like darker than hers and that my mom looked like her, my grandmother's mother-in-law or my great-great-grandmother basically. Um, so there was that whole tension. So I feel like there was that whole strain, like relationship weirdness going on, um, so I, I, I go into saying that, like, I feel like my mom was trying to not repeat the same mistakes. Um, she she did show emotion. Um, she felt like it was okay to cry. So I know there's a couple articles that do talk about that again. Um, and then at the same token, my mom really still, like, kind of showed me as a mom right now that try to be different. You don't have to do exactly what I did. If there's certain things that you like that I did, then repeat those. But if there's something that you don't like that 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 she did as a parent, then change it up and be okay by doing that. So there isn't a strained relationship with your child. That's so your what I mom, was your mom was pretty open into um, you know. I, I'm so if you at the time, if you were, when you were younger and you were going to have a child, she would have been open to just a total different parental style. Is that what you're? Kind of saying, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, um, she looked to me from when I looked at it from when my sister had her her son, she was like looking forward to be grandma, you know, like she embraced that, okay. Um, and you know, did everything like she was like, oh, yeah, let's go kick it with the kids or let's go take them to go do things. Like, she was fine being grandma mm-hmm. and she was fine with being mom. Um, and my sister had a different situation and parental style you know than my mom okay in my opinion uh-huh. yeah. um and my sister's not here to defend herself and all that so that could be a whole part two and three um but th- my mom was fine with whatever you felt you need to do as a parent okay awesome yeah that's cool how was yours like you said you guys weren't strained but <sighs> i sense um, difference i sense differently i Honestly, I cannot really describe our relationship. Mm-hmm. I can't say we're not we're not strained. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, but as many of the articles, if you guys decide to read it, talk about you know that mother daughter bond is it's a complex one. It's a complex relationship where I think moms are 
are battling with how they how they grew up in you know um, childhood mm-hmm. and making sure that either some or maybe none of that uh, crosses over to when they have their children. Mm-hmm. I um, and I, out of my family, we there are two girls. There are four boys, two girls, mm-hmm. and my mother loves all her children. Apps, you know, uh, my mother has um, two other sisters, mm-hmm. and my mom is the one that had the most kids. There was a two- oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So my aunts e- e- had one kid, you know, each, and oh. then my mom just seven of them, you know, at wow. the time, one having passed away. So um, I think, and I will also throw another dynamic on there. I was raised by a Caribbean mother, where historically you would she lived you know in her native country and then she came to America uh, for better prospects and things like that mm-hmm. which is a common story um, of immigrants of immigrants in that diaspora mm-hmm. what you do find on top of that is that sometimes um, they have to leave their children behind so that they can get stable and then come mm-hmm. and bring their children right okay so I say that to say um, she she loved all her children and she was and she strived very hard to make sure um, that she was independent enough and and I think like her focus mm-hmm. had been so much into making sure that my children are um, equipped and prepared and safe and stable financially um, economically etc that. The other, the the social aspect of of that parent-child relationship. The nurturing. Yeah, the nurturing um, could have, I, I don't know, and I'm, and I'm only talking my opinion, yeah. could have been better. So, so like I said, she, she had six living kids. So, the older six um, stayed back oh, in oh. the native country. Okay. Right? Okay. And then while she was here trying to get herself together, um, she had another, you know, and then the three came to America because she was somewhat stable. And it's like, oh, you she just, had a whole other family. She had a whole other family. So, which yeah, again is wow. um, not uncommon. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? And um, subsequently um, had two more children, you know, me and my brother. So there was a point, I say that to say, um, I think her focus was very much on making sure we were stable, making sure we were, you know, nurtured and we had access and all that good stuff within her financial constraints, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I say... Ah, I think a lot is, I think, I think my mom and my older sister have a very stronger bond than me and my mother, than, than we do. Oh. Yes. See, it's interesting. I would think that the, the, the children who were left behind for a while, for a, a little bit, don't know, months or what have you, mm-hmm. would be more strained or 
annoyed, not whatever so, word they want. Because I want to turn hardship. Not even mom. because another aspect, I guess, um, you want to talk about like that community mothering, mm-hmm. which is very common, and and again, that's what they talk about in one of the articles that that's posted. They talk about community mothering where. You know, it's very similar, you know, um, where the block would raise your child or something like that. In that case, um, back in the native country, Mm -hmm. um, my mom had my grandmother and the two sisters were still there and they had kids too. So it was kind of like the... my mom's three kids plus the two cousins. Okay. So it was kind of like the a village. big old fa- It was a village already, so it wasn't. And they are very close. Oh. You know, okay. because, I mean, they grew up and then they migrated all together um, to America. So they're very close. But I say that because I, I can't, as far as my sister and my mom, my mom relies a lot on my sister to do a lot of things. And I am the youngest out of the bunch. So... It doesn't matter how old I am. I can be in my 60s or 70s. I'm still the baby, and the baby doesn't know. <laughs> you know, the baby <laughs> The baby doesn't know any better, despite having a career child house. You know, they're, they're oh, just wow. still— She's still calling you the baby. Yeah, it's still the baby. So our relationship— um, I mean, I, I love my mom, and, you know, she Did your sister me. have to parent you? Um— <laughs> No, I'm just asking. I mean, I mean, you may have. Told what do you me, mean? Like, uh, like did did your sister or any of the older siblings have to come in and be be parent while mom was mom and dad were yes, working? Yes, okay. yes. And I asked that because I was, you know, reading, reading through articles, talking with other people um, via social media and um, other people that we know who looked at the article and gave their thoughts, and their thoughts were that they have strained relationships with their mother, mm-hmm. um, mainly, or not mainly, but one, um, because their mother had them as a teenager. And it was, it's a repeat step. Mm-hmm. So a repeat situation. Um, grandma also had mom yeah. as a teenager. Yeah. But at the same token, the <laughs> mom, when she... What happened was she was parenting the other kids, the aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. Mom was being parented aunts and uncles, and so and she not would parenting sl- their own child, not parenting their own child, but would slip away, and then thus got pregnant, and then would have subsequent children, and the subsequent children then turned around and parented said child. So the repeating of the process of yeah the yeah. oldest child always parents the other kids or okay you know, so on and I so see forth. I see I think in hindsight I didn't I didn't look at it as parenting I just thought it, we were just a big old bunch of people bunch of kids just you know yeah just chilling and having fun and I look at that more as a positive memory not like so much as a burden mm-hmm. or 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 a responsibility I, I, again, am the youngest. Maybe that's a question I need to ask my, you know, the eldest. Oh, yeah. And no. see. But uh, I don't even, and, you know, I think I can surely without without question say that probably wasn't, they didn't see it as such. Because, again, we just grew up around so many kids at the time. And they were, we were stair-step ages mm-hmm. so enough enough that somebody had their own, had their, had a friend buddy you know they had someone to hang out with they had someone to hang out with um but i say that i i i i can't 
I cannot nail nail it as to, you know, the dynamics between my mom and my sister. Mm-hmm. It's it's a complex one. It is a very complex one. Um, my sister and I, we have different fathers. So I think sometimes my mother and her father, that relationship was mm. was trying, was a little challenging and rocky, to say the least. And um, yeah, yeah. No, just say, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay. (laughs) I'll leave it at that. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But, yeah, all in all, the take home is like, you know, my mom, you know, she loves me. I love her. Um, I think we're we're definitely getting better as I get older, like closer. Like, when you say that, so it's like more or less like the constant talk, like, like, hey, mom, this is what I'm up to. Like, did you feel like early on, like you could just talk to her about anything? No. No. Oh. I could never. No. So, um, as we, you know, we talk about sex or we talk about our bodies. I never had that talk with my mother. It was always my sister. So, go back to your question. Was my sister ever the parent? parent? Yeah. 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 I could never. So, when I started, you know, having women Mm -hmm. issues and things like that, my mother would always tell my sister to go talk to me about that. Why was did you ever ask your mom like well, why she delegated that responsibility? No, I never did. I'm so curious. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know any better. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah like you're not gonna go sit there and yeah, go, mom. Yeah. Really, this is your job. But yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like hindsight, 2020. Like, have you yeah, ever... I don't know. And even just as um girl learning about her body and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, I distinctly remember my my female cousin. I think I was like seven or eight or nine, taking me to the library and doing that education. Yet my mother never, never. It was either my sister or my cousins, my female cousins that did that. Oh, I know my mom did. We never had that. Yeah, we went to the store, everything, and she explained to me the differences between the tampons and the— I don't know why she did—I don't know, you know— it could be twofold. It could be I don't know how to talk to my daughter about these things because I never, um, there was never an isolated situation where I, as a mom, you know, my mm-hmm. mother talking about that, um, you know, again, but that goes to me. It's it's the it's, repeat process. It's the repeat process, you know. Interesting. You talk about this. So, like, my mother had was a teenage mom, quote-unquote. Okay. My sister was a teenage mom, quote-unquote. So, you know, that generation, it, it it's a— It's a maturity thing. Well, not I want to say maturity. That's the wrong no, word. No, no. I was going to say you only know what you only know. I mean, there, there are definitely some studies out there that talk about that. I mean, the research is already out there mm-hmm. that says, you know— that generational pregnancy, if you haven't young, you know, your chances um, increase with that. So if your mom was a teenage mom, you're more likely to be a teenage mom. Um, mm. If you have a child, your child is more likely to be a, a teenage parent, you know, things like that. So so mm. it is up to the individual to break that cycle um, in what what they may or may not do. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. So, but I, I wanted to also talk about, like, so there is some historical perspective to me about that okay. uh, as far as that mother-daughter dynamic. Um, I'm looking at it, for example, like, so one of the articles they talk about, which I, I really liked, they um, 
they use the story of Beloved by Toni Morrison mm-hmm. and how, um, in this case, she, spoiler alert, if you've never read Beloved. Which is unheard of. But, you know. <laughs> uh, or watch the movie. Um, basically. They may not be teaching it in schools, so who knows. Well, this Go is. Go get you a copy. <laughs> this is a spoiler alert. The, um, the, the main character, um, Beloved, is a ghost. And it, how she becomes a ghost is because her mom intentionally killed her to prevent um, her what and her children. Her? From, yeah, what happened to her and, and, and dealing with slavery and stuff like that. Um, I just think historically we're just so, going back to my mom, we're so focused on wanting the best for our children that we um, put aside that nurturing aspect of it. And we're more about... Um, the survival aspect of it. Mm. So as long as my child, as long as my child isn't dead, or my daughter, well, since we're talking about daughters, okay, yeah. as long as my ch- my daughter is not dead, um, I guess all of that other stuff can fall to the wayside. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make any kind of sense. Um, because, because it's you, repeating the historical process that we you, are not emotional. You don't show emotion. Exactly. The child's not allowed to show emotion. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I I mean, I, I, I have a boy, but what I try to do when he's crying is, no, it's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. But when you're done crying... Now let's talk about why you're crying and does that really make sense or are you just fake crying to be crying? Because I feel like if I don't let him cry, then he will always want to hide his emotion. Right, right. Which I know we're talking about girls and moms but, and daughters. But I'll, but I'll flip it to to my to my situation. I didn't see my mother actually show emotion, true emotion, until I was probably a teenager. Interesting. So yeah, because we're we're in such a thing, we don't want to burden the child because you know you don't want your child to see those kinds of things at such mm-hmm. a young age because then that you know it it, it distorts their perception yeah. of whatever the situation may be exactly and- exactly. So I can understand the argument with not wanting to show your child all of these things, but I also understand that this is human behavior, this is human emotion, and it is okay to show these things. Um, even anger, but I'm not saying like you need to, you know, have arguments with your partner in front of your child, but just showing the different uh, fluids of emotion that you may go through. Yeah, on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. You know. And then just kind of sit down and have a conversation with them if they are old I enough. Um, to say why I'm feeling this way. So I I agree in, in that aspect. So I don't know. I don't know. But um, one of the things we wanted to also talk about as far as the mother-daughter relationship is um, if it is strained, why is it strained? Do either one of you fall into a certain category? And we want to say, as far as moms, um, say as a daughter, and your mom is your mom, or has your mom historically been an authoritative mom, which would add to the stress to that? Has your mom um, not been around um, as consistently when you were growing up, which may contribute to the the strained relationship? Um, Has your mom been abusive again? Or are you just 
an angry daughter. Now, what does that mean, just an angry daughter? Well, not just. I shouldn't say just an angry daughter. I think you're an angry daughter as a result of maybe those things, having an abusive, having an authoritative, or having, Mm. um, um, excuse me. Or is mom the one who is angry because of what has happened to her? That can be a case, too. Okay. And that can be a cycle as well. Okay. And so your mom being an angry mom slash daughter— then may throw those emotions down to you as you're growing up. Okay. You know, um, not to say that these categories are hard and fast. I, You know, they could be fluid aside from an abusive mom or an absent mom. You know, if your mom is not there, she's not there. But I could also say absent in that... um, Oh, what, what am but I that's huge. That that's still a thing, though. I mean, being absent, meaning like if you're child, see, you know, I know we're talking about mothers and daughters. Absent in that we're work working too much or just not being there for whatever the case may be. And I'm not even thinking about still, it like that. You're not. I was thinking about it as growing up, like they come in and out. I'm thinking yeah. from a more like mom's got a new boyfriend now. Yeah, I was. Yeah. And so she's not around as much. Not so much as, as absent she because you're She puts something else in, more important yes, yes. than the fact of you're you're a mom. Yeah. And the enjoyment of being a mom. Yeah. Granted, we all have to, like, pay pay the rent and what have you. But right, right. The, the enjoyment factor. Right. Not that. so much because you're working. Um, the nine to five. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think those things can be f- f- pretty fluid. Um, but The authoritative would be one that controlling, overly controlling? Yes. Overly controlling. Not only Yes. Not only um, to you, but controlling of your own parenting style. She may not agree Mm -hmm. with. You know, so that that is a that will strain your relationship. That's true. That's true. And um Abusive, yeah, yeah, we Abuse, already said yeah, already. yeah. So if any one of those to someone falls in the category of, I would definitely say one to recognize it. Do you think you fall in? Do you think your dynamics fall into any of those categories? Because we're talking about moms, not dads. The answer is strictly mo- mothers and daughters. No, no, because my mom could have been the angry daughter, but she chose not to be. Okay. In parenting us. So, no, I would say I don't fall into any of those. Okay. Okay. And I work hard to try not to be the authoritative daughter because I know we're talking about mother-daughters, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I try not to do any of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not an absent mother. I'm not an abusive mother. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about, I'm being conscious as far as with my daughter um, to not be authoritative. <laughs> But I think that's I, to me. She's I feel kind like of small. How are she's you, small. You recognizing I know. that right now, like <clears throat> no, no, I don't recognize it right now. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking when you know she's a teenager or something like that. To me, I think there has to be authority up until a certain age. Like, well, there's controlling, and then there's just like you're hovering like a little bit too much. Okay, so maybe it might some be people control. take it to the excessive extreme. Yeah. I was like, I probably will so, be controlling. And I and I and I'll give a I'll give a, a, a example when you're like in the grocery store. So uh, I was watching this um, 
Caucasian lady, and she brought her, she had her son, and the son's just playing around, you know, he's doing what kids do, um, and I know I'm using a son, but that's just who it was, and she wasn't telling him not near nothing. Now, he wasn't really messing up nothing. He would pull out one of the magazines, and he would put it back, and he's just, you know, being a kid, but he was still near her. Didn't say, you know, she didn't chastise him, didn't say anything. She only thing she would say was, okay, Johnny, I think was his name. Okay, time to, we're, we're next up, you know, or help me put this into the, ba- the basket, into the stuff onto the conveyor belt. So she didn't really come off as authoritative. Then I thought about it more. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I didn't really, it didn't, the light bulb didn't hit me until I went to a grocery store another time. And there was a sister there with her son. And she would say, don't touch this. Stop doing this. Like, it was constantly a problem. It felt like her child couldn't do anything but just stand there. And maybe I'm taking that to the extreme of what authoritative is. But... See, in those instances, I think... um, as black moms, you know, we, we absolutely have to show an area of perfection. So if, you know, sister girl in the grocery store, son was doing the same exact thing yeah. as Johnny, um, that might be viewed differently. It is going to be viewed. I'm not, not even Mike. It's going to be viewed differently. This child's all over the place. You know, like he's doing, you know, this. and You know, not only from... You know our our Caucasian. I think we country. think that. Yes, we think absolutely. That. Yes, but, but at the same way. time, we also yeah we do think that. Had you know, if Sister Girl goes to a grocery store where predominantly um, you know African Americans shop there, it's gonna be like you know this child needs to you know simmer down some. Like he he or she honestly needs to be robotic. But see, and to me that comes off as authoritative behaviors. Just let the child relax and play. Like oh, you bring fine. up your own blood pressure, and right. then now the child hey. is going to, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, push yeah. that onto this robotic, you know, thought process and strained relationship. Because my mom won't even let me mm-hmm. touch a magazine, and something in that magazine could have inspired the child to go do something. Like I'm not saying the kid, you know, was pulling out the magazine and writing all over it. I'm just, uh, yeah. I think sometimes we over over huddle over you know hover over a little bit too much where we don't realize we're being authoritative but i think too authoritative i guess but so. that's also like how the outside may you know view us they they expect you know that your child should be in line your child should be in order you're like you as a black mom you don't have the range to have a free range child and that's a whole other topic we can talk about. It is, but, but we don't have we don't have we don't we don't have that that uh, luxury to have free range children. We don't. Well, then we're going to keep continuing this lovely stereotype of being the super mom black person and having a strange relationship. <clears throat> at some point, mm-hmm. I know we're going to talk about ways of breaking it, but at some yeah. point, we gotta let it go because. But your blood pressure is going to skyrocket. The kid's going to then take that to the next level, you know, to the next round, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Yeah. So, 
I'm just throwing out there. People can get upset with me that I just said that. No, that's it's just fine. a difference of opinion. That's yeah. all. I mean, it's, this is a, this is a safe space. You know, just imagine just sitting down having some mimosas and we're just conversing. Yeah. And I may agree with something and you may disagree with what I'm saying. Did. And that's that's how we roll. That's that's, that's what it is. So that's it. So, but yeah, listeners, as you guys are out there, I just want you to think about if anything, mm-hmm. do you guys fall or your mom um, and you, do you guys fall in any one of those categories, authoritative, absent, abusive, or angry daughter? And give us your thoughts on Facebook or Twitter. So let us know. And also, if you have, if you want to throw a wrench in our whole argument, I'm all for it. I all, love all it. All ideas are welcome. Mm-hmm. All thoughts are welcome. Maybe we're looking at it from a different perspective and, and thought process yeah. on what a strained relationship with your mother is. Cool. So with that, we'll take a quick break. Looking for the perfect product that restores and retains moisture in your natural hair? Looking for a product that safely detangles your child's thick, coarse hair? Lexifor has the answer. Applying Lexifor's hair butters to your hair keeps your hair hydrated and moisturized for multiple days. With all natural chemical-free ingredients, Lexifor is your answer to achieving healthy, manageable hair. If you are ready to take your natural hair journey to the next level and achieve moisturized hair that thrives, go to www.lexifor.com to order your Lexifor hair butter today. Use offer code MOM20 for 20% off your first order. And now back to the show. And we're back. So um, as you had heard, or maybe you're um, forwarding this over to a friend and you're getting your notes back in order as we talk about reestablishing parental relationships, we're going to kind of dive more into identifying factors and patterns, um, if you will. So um, I think there is a strong contrast. I think there's an article on toxic patterns. Um, It was written in Psychology Today. We'll have that link for you in the show notes so you can refer back to it. If you're listening to us in your car, you can go back and read that. Um, But we'll I'll read off the eight, and maybe some of these fit some of you, and maybe it doesn't. Um, The first one is dismissive. Two is controlling. Three, being unavailable. Four, being enmeshed. And if you're not sure what that means, we'll kind of dive into it just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Five, combative. Six, being unreliable, which is very different than being unavailable. Don't confuse the two. And seven, being self-involved. And eight, being a role reversed. Ooh, that's such its own topic. Hmm. Um, So which, do you feel like any of these could have been patterns or factors in your world with your mom? Um... Like how we're both like, well, nah. (laughs) (laughs) No. 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 I want to say almost a little bit dismissive, but not um, in a... Ne- dismissive is negative. Look at me. I want to say dismissive, but not in a negative way. But... Uh, she delegated. Yeah. I think in your yeah, thoughts, yeah. Like you're like, she delegated that responsibility about yeah. how to talk about women's needs. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? 
mom wasn't dismissive. Um, she wasn't really... Con- I mean, she... No, like, I... Okay. And again, I guess I lived in a bubble. So I know some people had, like, remarked, you know, if you're not sure what a mesh means, um, that's basically when um, women are the classic stage moms. That's the reason why I had to skip over that one myself because we why? weren't really we weren't really involved in stuff that were, like, being on stage and have to be in the forefront. Well, there might be listeners out there who okay. um, have, you know, had the, their childhood oh either— extensively in the arts or in the sports and some people do live through their children yeah yeah and then as that child grows up they either really hate doing um, sport said Mm -hmm. sport or Mm -hmm. said art because you know their mom was so ingrained so like go 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 you know that's a very popular one where they and that can go into you know the tiger mom kind of uh, label. Have you heard of that? I have heard of that, mm-hmm. and that's why I was like, I can see where that that tiger mom thing is the whole emesh as well as being the um, self uh, and controlling. I wouldn't say self involved, but it's like controlling and being enmeshed. Yeah. Um. So yes, that type of mom would be the seen as a, a strained relationship because the mom's trying to break the cycle in their own way for whatever the case may be. Maybe they came from a, a relationship or came from a family that that's all it's ever been. You must be better than what we were. And then or, or not even better, or you need to, to be, be what you we have were. to be. Case in point, I met a young lady yesterday oh. who um who is who her her mom and her grandmother are part of a sorority, and so I had just jokingly meant, mentioned. I was like, "You ain't supposed to be joking about that, though." All right, you, you I was like, that, y'all, you know, "Y'all can fight me. Y'all can fight me on it." Um, but you know, she was she's interested in going to college and whatnot, and so she was like, "Well, I'm going to pledge this said sorority." And I was like, oh, you, you know, I was like, well, why? You know, well, because my mom is a part of it and my grandmother is a part of it. But I said, but you can be rebellious and like do a whole nother sorority. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't. I can't. I, I can't do that. I mean, it was kind of like, like the girl, bless her heart. Like she wouldn't be able to go back to, for Christmas. She, she wouldn't be able to go back home. She wouldn't. <laughs> she would have to fund her own college. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, she was just like that. that scared about it. I was like, it's like, sis. I'm just, I'm just joking. You can be a rebel for real, <laughs> but if, if you know that, that what works for you, and if you want to keep the peace in your house, by all means, you know. But hopefully, come come with a better uh, reason why you're gonna join the set sorority. I I agree. <laughs> Not but that's because you'll. But then it does come into a much situation because her mom and grandma, you know, are living through her experience in a way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, with the arts as well, um, the self involved. Um, there are moments when I feel like, as sometimes being a quote unquote corporate mom. I get um, labeled as self-involved. What do you mean? Like, define that. Well, the the fact that um, I do things or I'm involved in things for my own self-interest. That's how I read that part of the article. 
but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily why I'm doing it. I try to do things for the benefit of my child. It just may come off to some people, and that's perception. Okay, but. so are you, in that case, is it a perception that you are trying to relive something that has passed? Are you trying to relive, like, you know, this is something you probably wanted to do. Not you, I'm just saying, oh. thinking, I'm thinking out there in the clouds. Um Something that, you you know, had you been, you know, a teenager or child or whatever, this is something you would have been a part of, but due to some restrictions as far some as being— Some things, sex, yes. Yes, you know. Yes. Some things a little bit, but that comes with my mom always wanted us to be better than what she—or provide for better or do things differently. Or if you see things like, hey, you know, if you want to get involved in X, Y, Z— because we couldn't do that as children, why not? Mm-hmm. Or if you couldn't do any certain type of okay. community service. That's how I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that sometimes some people look at the self-involved, and then that gets meshed into something else that it didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then the role reversed. Um, is un- that's, in- that's an interesting one. Um, where the daughter is the mother and the mother is more the or there's there's some friends out there that it's like that uh-huh. and that that could easily be because maybe when the mother had said child it's probably com- more common i think in perhaps teen situations or situations where the mother came from a abusive mm-hmm. familyhood mm-hmm. and then they try to live what their what they could not have. I also want to throw a wrench in this then. As far as role reversed, um, maybe the mother is older and maybe there are some diseases or something where um, they're not able to make the most sound decisions. So now the grown-up daughter is now the mother. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about it like that. And so that can put a strain on the relationship. Isn't that more of a caretaker thing? Yeah. It becomes, yeah, it becomes okay. a more, but caretaker, mom, you know. It, that is strained. That, that can, can be, that can be, I wouldn't say it is. It yeah. can be strained. It can be strained. It's not um, done cautiously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, not, you know, because in those cases, when you when the adult daughter now becomes the caretaker for a mom, you know, there's that whole um, issue of being sandwiched, right? Yes. All right. And so there's there's going to be a, a level of respite that the adult daughter is gonna gonna need anyway um, from both <laughs> families. Well, yeah. because yeah, you have to deal with okay, your your fa- your main family has to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And then, and there's a whole bunch of needs with that. Right, And right. then you have mom who has her own bunch of needs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, and that, that not just adds on strain, but it does increase the stress levels um, for the mother or for the daughter, I guess, in this case. Exactly. Um, so that definitely, um, and then on top of it, if mother is, in her dying days, mm-hmm. that adds on more stress because you have to start planning right. for the quote-unquote inevitable. Right. 
So, I I mean, I know we're not into the whole suggestions or things of improvement, but I know I kind of came from it from where my dad, luckily, did it for mom-mom. Mm-hmm. We helped out a little bit, but I saw how that was strenuous for him. Like, right. it drains drains you, it ages you. Um, he had to take off a long time from work. Nonetheless, um, it is still a strained relationship. I, I think, you I know, think it, yeah. And it well, changes the person it after. It is, you know, because yeah. you'll hear those stories as well um, of the caretaker, you know, de- having to deal with the spouse and, um if you want to really dive deep into it and really can, some people, when they finally do pass on, that burden is lifted. I've I've heard. It's you know, lifted, it really, but then the relationship with the younger children is still there because you took so much time away from your child, perhaps. Perhaps. That the child's, like, years or whatever went by. They've all lived their life. They're living their lives, and now you're coming back into it. Kind of like military. You know how, like, military people will go on tour, quote-unquote, as they call it, on tour, and they come back in? Yeah, and they kind and of— And they have to—you have to mesh yourself back yeah, yeah. into the to the thing. And, you know, I don't know at this stage if there is such a intervention thing where it's like, okay, how do you push everyone— to, mesh everyone back together again, but we can have a friend on and talk about that. I was going to say, that. I'm no psychologist. So, I I'm mean, not here probably, to be a psychologist. Yeah. I mean, but I'm just saying, that's also another... Yeah, but we severely, we severely digressed. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, 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 I no. I was like, good. oh, that kind of, that was kind of like self-involved, but... Yeah, um, like, mm, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, but as far as bringing it back around to uh, the mother-daughter, one of the things I was reading in that Madame Noir article, some of the things that stuck out to me, really, um, as a daughter, and I guess, I don't know, I guess maybe I fall into that semi-quasi-angry daughter, where one of the quotes was like, I love my daughter, I love my mother, I know that she loves me, but sometimes I wish she knew how to like me. And some of, you know, it's kind of like, because we were at such a... um, she was so focused on that. Uh, Getting finance. everybody stable. Yes, you know stable. what I mean? Like, and so, you know, as a daughter, it's like, well, do you really know what my interests are? Do you like, you know, do you even know, you know, what I'm about and stuff like that? So it was one of those things that. I don't think it's one of those things. I've, I've heard that before people saying that. But it came full circle. And I will tell you, maybe this year or maybe last year. I don't know. Either. It was a Mother's Day or birthday card that my mom sent me. And so I, I, I say that to listeners like, you know, moms be knowing, moms be knowing. You know, she sent me a card where it came full circle where it was just like, you, you know, although you were so focused on, you know, being stable, you know, you were still looking out. You were still, you know, caring on for your child. On the outside. Child. Yes. And so, the, I can't even remember the card now <laughs> as, it, as it was. It was something like, daughter, I love you. You're so daring. You're so, um, oh, gosh. But you wanted it basically at that time. It was confirmation, mm-hmm. really, to say like, oh, my gosh. Because to me, I feel like I, I take I take time 
as far as picking out cards for people because mm-hmm. I, I do it based on their personality and stuff like that. So, you know, but I, I tend to like funny ones or I'll tend to use very emotional ones. But to me, it was like confirmation, like, okay, so she, to me in my mind, she she sat there for like 15 minutes in Target and looked at this card and, you know. That uh, took a lot for her. Yeah. That's good. Who knows? That's in my mind. Oh. It could have been her girlfriend to say, hey, give this to her. Oh, <laughs> I would give for, mom all the credit. <laughs> but I, I give her, I, I give her more credit than that. But it, to me, it was just so, it was, it was just confirmation, like, Although our relationship isn't as as strong as it is with my sister, it's like, oh my God, you actually, you know, you're you listened to you, me, you, you paid attention, you watched me. You know? Yeah, I think all moms do. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I think all moms like really pay attention. Um, my mom would, you know, constantly call and say, "I'm proud of you." Um, you know, at every little accomplishment. But again, you know, like I said, we don't have a strong relationship. Because I would tell her, I would tell her before I tell my dad, like what I was up to, and then she would give her thoughts and comments like, "You go, girl, mm-hmm. you do it." Or if I felt like I needed help to convince my dad of something, like I would need his help, you yeah. know, financially or whatever, she, she, I would have to go through her, because mm-hmm. then she'd be like, "Okay, this is how we gonna work this." Right, right. That's how she was, and then she would like go, "Okay, this is what you're gonna do." This is what he's gonna say, mm-hmm. and then I got your back. Cause then don't worry, he'll he'll call you in like yeah, yeah. a week, and then you, you got what you need. So then, to me, I feel like that goes into one of the suggestions. It's kind of like reframe communications. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know, in that little beam of light, if you are like me, where you felt like your mom just didn't know the kind of person that you were, it's like find that find that little ray of light. You know, like and, and I think to find the ray of light, you have to ask. You, first of all, you really have to understand what goal you want to have at this point. Or moving forward in the future. Yes. With your mother. Yes. You, because, I mean, yeah. in some, not speaking of me, there are inst- instances where it, it, it just cannot be mendable. It, this is true. You know this what I mean? Very and, true. And that is a, that's an internal struggle in itself, right? Because. But then you have to find that middle ground. So what's going to work for you to say, okay, you know what? I will be able to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Because you know mom is just not, she's not going to play this game. She's not going to be involved in it. Right. So you're going to have to structure this so that way she's involved, but she didn't know she was involved. But, okay, but in that in that moment, in that period of self-discovery, I mean, that's not, that's not an easy. It's not. Easy thing to just sleep and wake up and be like, oh, okay. It takes you time. Know, it takes time, and there's gonna be tr- there's gonna be tries where you're gonna try to emotionally invest back into the mom, and you're gonna, you're gonna get keep hurt. trying. Yep. You're gonna keep trying, keep trying, mm-hmm. and then you know, d- hopefully there will be that light bulb that comes on as a daughter where you're just like, okay, you know, this is this isn't happening you know i've got to i've got to set a boundary i've got to do that um, or you get the epiphany of you know some people who may be expecting at this time that's listening to us or maybe they're on kid number 2 or 3 or what have you and they're like you know what i'm hearing this and i need to take action and right. how do i take action right, right. what is the, so one of the articles um that i was reading was um 
you know, as you mentioned, reframing the communication, and we talked about that. Um, I think the first part is the goal, um, and they say it's called uh, repara- reparations is the goal. So, and I don't mean reparations as in the financial aspect um, of it, but really, what do you want to accomplish? Do you want your mom to be that mom that you can go to and pick up the phone and just be able to talk? Or do you want the mom who is um, that quote unquote grandma figure or what have you? So you have to first determine what really, what do you want out of this at this point in time? And then the reframing of communications. Um, and I would say understanding the back, the historical background of our parents. I'll use my, my mom and I. So I, I've mentioned earlier in the podcast, my mom told us about now. I don't know at what point she told my sister. I knew I, I had learned early on that I was either kid number three or number four. But there was someone in between us. Some people don't even know that their parents had miscarriages in between right so I say that to say at a certain point if you're trying to reframe your communication and understand the historical background some of y'all need to ask the hard-hitting questions you need to tell me about your life and parents are gonna look at you like you crazy but either over drinks or over a brunch it takes some time I know but I think parent like the daughter needs to have a sit-down talk with mom I don't know, get a red table, do whatever you want to do it. But you need to have a talk and understand, tell me about you, mom, because I'm having some difficulties understanding why we cannot talk. And maybe that involved you got to get a counselor with it. I don't know. I'm just saying. That seems so easy to say. I know. Um, Because you also have to add the element that is mom willing to talk to you. Well, I'm going to go from the aspect that mom is willing to talk to you. And even let's talk about those instances where mom isn't really ready to uh, divulge the whole history behind her childhood and upbringing. Let's decide, like, okay. what is something practical that we can to can do to kind of help even chip chip away at that wall, right? So, okay, the chipping would be, you know, as we're talking about reframing communications is, Figure out when do you pick up the phone. Okay. Even if it's just, you know, just trying to pick up the phone going, hi. You know, granted, some of us would be like, I hope I get the voicemail. And that's okay. Hope you get the voicemail too. That's fine. Leave a message. Leave a message. Just want to say hello. Mm -hmm. And then just hang up. Just leave it at that. That's a good start. Hello, like, mom. I was just calling to say, say hey, hi and how are you doing? I was thinking about you. Yeah. No need to call me back. Right. Bye. You know what? No even no need to call me back, mom. Just call to say hi. That's all. And start with that goal. You know, I'm no psychologist. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Like and so start there. And then maybe it's, you know, like I said, you have to have a goal in mind first and then work your way backwards, right? Begin with the end in mind. Um, so that's that part. And then reestablishing a trust. And so maybe that helps to reestablish the trust is clearly the communication of the texting, the phone calls. Hey, you know, if, mo- if your mother lives in the same town as you, hey, mom, um, you want to come over and just sit and watch television with us? I don't know. You know, try to find some common yeah, ground. Yeah, find a common ground. Some, yes. Find something. Mm-hmm. So reestablishing that trust. Um, and then the other one is requesting support when necessary. 
So this could be looked at in a variety of ways. Um, I want to encourage any and all families to get the counseling. If mom is going to be a willing participant, I'm not saying you have intervention and mom shows up to the table and you got counselors not saying that that'll freak mom out and shut her down. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I am saying is, you know, mom, we've, you know, you know, I've been texting you. This is what I've been going through. Lay down the line a little bit because you've now established that trust, that support and go, but I'm having some additional difficulties, mom. And perhaps maybe we can, go see someone together or what are your suggestions mom I kind of need your valuable input on how okay we can make this relationship better so it's an involvement to get that additional support from mom I do like buy-in I do like I do like the the question where you're you're throwing the ball back in mom's Mm -hmm. court and say hey mom what's one thing I can do to make us better you know and I hope her, you know, in, in hopes that mom's response isn't a selfish one. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Like, there's no. But by like- then, you should have already, by then, you, you've kind of chipped away at the mm-hmm. communication. You chipped away at the, okay, now we're trusting. But even That's in, what I'm saying. But even in that response, like, I don't know what you're talking about. You can be like, okay, mom, you know what? Then it's going to be combative. So you got to step back and go. <sighs> this is true. This is true. See? You're right. You're right. You, you're you right. about to jump into the it, combative. I see. Mm-mm. And that's what you're not trying. So when, if that happens, my off-the-cuff thought is, Okay, this is not the right time. And you start again. Just start again. Do it later. Do it later. Do it later. Okay. Just okay. do it later. Mm-hmm. Because she's not ready. Right. Now, if you're saying, oh, my gosh, we've been at this, and now this woman's on her deathbed, then you know what? At least you know that you've tried. Yeah. <laughs> but here's my thing, though. Now that you know that you've tried, maybe you've now gone down this lovely pathway, maybe the second time around. Remember, what is the goal? One. And then two... What goal are you going to set for your daughter? Yes. So that, I think, is the <laughs> next, that's the next uh, area. It's like, what do you, what kind of relationship? Obviously, you know, because kids, you mm-hmm. know, parents have their children because they want their children to be better than them, right? So it's like, with your daughter, mm-hmm. what is, like you said, the goal? What do you want to... Um, the motherly goal, not the financial goal, no, not no, no, the no, tangible no, no. goal. The what is the emotional aspect? Of, yeah, what is the emotional nurturing. The nurturing goal. You know, yeah. Um, and sometimes, like for me, my, like, I have to set a different goal each school year, right? I look at it as that. And so what I'm saying is, so last year, I didn't attend certain things with my son. I was like, oh... I need to go to his awards thing. So I made sure that is my goal. Because for him, that's important. So what I'm saying is understand what's important to your child. Because at the age of five, he's got stuff that's important to him. So this past year, his biggest thing wasn't necessarily the the um, awards thing because he recognized that. He saw that. So he's like, now, are you coming with me to my field trips? So now what's my new goal for the 2018-2019 school year? I need to go to more of his field trips now. Mm-hmm. That's how he wants to he he sees that. That's for him. That's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. So granted, I'm we've been talking about what's important to you and your goal, but don't forget what is your child also looking at as importance. Okay. Yeah. In terms of for him, that's nurture. It's not costing so, me. I mean, yeah, it's gonna cost me to go to these field trips, but in his eyes, that's not costing anything. Mm-hmm. He's wanting that time. That's additional time to be with him and enjoy things together. So you know, basically ask your daughter. Ask what your daughter. She, what does she want? 
Or as a parent, as a parent. If you're able to ask it, or just start recognizing what they're asking you. Mm -hmm. They're already telling you. Mm -hmm. Just some of us aren't really listening. Because we keep saying, oh, I can't do that because I'm being, you know, I have work to do, I have this to do, I have that to do. Right. Well, change that narrative. Yeah. But I think, like you said, you're mentioning, I think that's just a general parenting thing, too, as well. It doesn't matter... um, boy or girl, you know, yeah. recognize what's important to them and be We be say present. it's general, but gosh, that's going to probably blow someone's light fuse. Like, oh my gosh, I never even. Some, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. So would that be, you know what? But at the close, uh, at the close of this, I almost feel like, so I think as far as mothers and daughters, sometimes we're probably more alike than we are different. Um, as far as personalities and how we operate. Mm. Um, and, you know, you only know your personality until someone, is, uh, a third party, um, points it out to you. Mm-hmm. So that can be a friend. That can be your spouse. It can be your partner, you know, mm-hmm. that lets you know that, you know, I, you can't say you're just like your mother, but um, <laughs> you can't say that because then that blows up into something else. But it's just one of those things like that brings back around like, oh, my God. Yeah. Relationship, it, and I'm not trying to be like her. I'm not. I'm yeah. Like, I'm not trying to be like her. But, you know, oh my God, because I always joke that I I am my mother just in a different time period. OK. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Um. Because my mom, you know, her her peak was in the 60s. You know, she can tell you, she can tell you mm. some, my mom can tell you some history. And just migrating from her native country here and that dynamic aspect of it, you know. So there, there's certain traits that you and your mom uh, may have, but sometimes we're so focused on, like, you don't know me or... Um, Stop trying to control me. Yeah. Um, that we're not even seeing how much alike you're, we are. You can't. You old people. You came from a different time, right? So, and you know, the person, my brother, is the one that kind of was the third party <laughs> that threw it threw it in my way. He was like, you know what, you you do this. You know, you for example, you are daring. You are daring. And then you know, in other conversations. He'll mm-hmm. he'll talk and talk and talk. And then he said, yeah, I remember when my, um, you know, when she was coming over here, it must have been very daring to just come and leave three kids behind. It is. And it, you're it, like, that is. That's like, really good. Damn it. Even though it was common. Yeah. It, that was, that's some stuff. Like, that took a lot for your mom to even do that. Yeah. But, get up and leave her family regardless. Like yeah. That, but, you, that, you know, know, when then she's walking into a whole other country, she don't know nothing about. Nothing. And so you're just like, God damn it. You know, like. <laughs> You know, so you, you, you have those you have those <laughs> traits, you know. You're you're probably more alike than you are different. Mm. And so that's just that's just one takeaway that I want us to think about with our mother and daughter dynamics. So if you are raising a daughter, you know, um, and she grows up and she's you know, you're just looking at her and making sure you want the best of her. Chances are that, you know, there is a trait about mm-hmm. her. She's going to throw some stuff right back at you. Like, that is, that is like, quote unquote, daring. That's daring. Or, mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever, you know. Yep. And then here's grandma might be in your ear. Well, you were just like that when exactly. you were young. And you'd be like, oh, here yeah. we go. 
Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You know? Yeah. So it's just, you know. Embrace it. Em- yes. And enjoy that moment and enhance it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. En- engage it and enhance it. If there's something you really like about yourself, chances are a kid's going to do it. It's going to be a different word choice that is used. Yes, yes. But, but it's, it's going to be the same, same principle. Yep. I yep. love it. Yup. So with that said, I do want to challenge you guys. Please, yes. I want you to comment um, on our Facebook or on our Twitter. Mm-hmm. The question that I'm posing is, you know, is that mother-daughter relationship a fluid one? Or should it be, um, should it just be all authoritative or all warming? Should it be be fluid or should that narrative change as you get older or not change as it gets older? So fabulous. I love it. Well, again, as Tasha said, uh, um, definitely we want you guys to continue the conversation via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find us at Mahogany Mammology on any of those on our social media. And definitely our show notes will be in the episode so you can reference that to look at the articles. And again, this is Mel. And this is Tosh. And this is Mahogany Mammology. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.